Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Matchpoint Valorant Podcast. My name is James, and this is my co-host, Dave. Say hi to everybody, Dave. Hey, everybody, it's Dave. <laughs> All right, now, before we get into things, I just want to remind everybody, just please don't forget to give us a follow on Twitter at under, matchpoint underscore V, just so that we can interact with you on Twitter so you guys can tweet out at us, and maybe we can even feature some of your tweets in our episode. But we do have a lot to talk about today going into a new season, or act, as well as just a lot of news, so let's run it back. I do just want to start out with some not-so-patch notes. It's been about a week since we saw a patch, so not much to talk about there. But I do just want to talk a little bit, and just me and you just talk a little bit about how we think climbing and ranked feels now that the act has changed, because it does feel a little bit different. And I just want to get a little bit of your thoughts on that. So what do you feel? How do you feel about it, Dave? I've noticed that it seems to be more difficult to rank up and easier to rank down. Uh-huh. It feels like it's like you got to get nine wins to rank up and then lose two and you rank down regardless of how well or how poorly you do. Uh, I could actually agree with that sentiment. I've had a little bit harder of a time ranking up this season than last season. I mean, this act than last act. But I think for the most part, they'll probably end up fixing that and it'll just feel a little better. Just the better we start playing as far as in this season as well. Yeah. You know, it's but. that new act feel. You gotta, they made some small patches to various things, so you're getting readjusted to it. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, I, I think that they're just readjusting to things. And it seems like we're also going to see some more changes in the rank system as far as Smurfs go, too, but we'll talk about that a little later. All right, one last thing just about the new act that I want to talk about. Let's just... First impressions on the new map, Icebox. What are your thoughts on it, Dave? How much have you played it, and what do you think about it? I've only ever played it <clears throat> once so far. I just mm-hmm. happened to get it in one of the very few unrated matches that I've been playing. And uh-huh. for me personally, it's too claustrophobic. There's so much stuff, especially on A side. B side's kind of clear and not as busy. You don't but... like just like the amount of stuff that you can hide behind? Yes, I don't like that. Hmm. Interesting. I was actually going to say that is actually one of my favorite parts about the map. Um, just since adopting Phoenix, there's just a lot of uh, things that I like to do, whether it be just use obstacles to hide behind and turn those 3v1s into just multiple 1v1s by just kind of peeking each person one at a time, things like that. There's a lot of ways to do that specifically on this map, it feels, specifically on a site, especially. I can There's just a that. bunch of just corners that I can peek, and you can peek slowly and just take your time and hopefully take some 1v3 situations and, like I said, turn that into a series of multiple 1v1s like you always want to. I can see so that. I think I, I like it. I just haven't played it enough yet, so that's wait until we see it in ranked. That's kind of how I'm feeling. I just haven't played it enough to... Like, so I've only played it once, so obviously I haven't uh-huh. gotten into the intricacies of it, but from what I did play, I wasn't a fan, but I will have to get used to it because it will be in ranked soon. I believe in two days, starting October 27th, we're going to see that map in ranked. And also October 27th, the new character Sky comes out as well, getting a new hero on the same day as Icebox coming into comp. Um, We talked about Sky last episode, don't really need to talk about how much, just don't really need to talk about how excited we are, what she does, but definitely excited to see Sky come out on October 27th. But... Let's jump into some news now, Dave. There's a little bit of news I know you want to talk about. 
Um, it looks like some news even regarding David Beckham. Did you want to talk about that a little bit, Dave? Yes, David Beckham, a name that, to be honest, I never thought I would hear associated with an eSport other than <laughs> FIFA. Maybe, yeah, right? So David Beckham has become the co-owner of Guild Esports and created a Valorant roster of former CSGO pros. Definitely interesting. Looking at that roster, you got all the pros. You got guys like Draken. Um, I believe that's Yassine, Goff, Bonkar, and Ziz. Definitely names that are recognizable, but some older dudes nonetheless. It's going to be interesting to see how those older dudes play with this younger crowd in Valorant. Whether you see them be successful or maybe it is just time for those young guys to take the game over. Yeah, I I think we'll see. It's interesting to see. Like I said, I never thought we'd see a professional football player for the Americans in our group, which I am one of. Soccer. Soccer player. (laughs) But football to the rest of the world. Never thought I'd see a professional sports player get into esports. Esports specifically? No, I mean it's definitely bound to happen. It's it is a it's a growing industry. I mean obviously people are going to want in on it. But then there's also some uh, news about average Jonas that I know that you also wanted to cover so I just want to let you in on this one. Yes, all of our Sova main favorite person that they get all their lineups from average <laughs> Jonas. Absolutely. He, he got involved in a Twitch scam recently where a viewer got a viewer donated multiple donations totaling $5,400 just to retract them and cause average Jonas to play to pay $5,800 in fees and repayment. But thankfully Ninja came to his aid and donated the whole $5,800 back to Jonas. This is great to see not just in the Valorant scene, but just the gaming scene. Gaming the community on Twitch as a ge- in general. As Twitch is definitely going through a rough patch with some of their streamers. But like honestly, it's just whether you like love him or hate him. Um honestly, I think Ninja's pretty good dude. Um he's definitely proven his skill at Valorant becoming radiant so fast, jumping from Fortnite. The guy can play video games for sure. But yeah. definitely just nice to see that he can also back that up with just solid actions helping out his buddy Average Jonas there when he needed the help, for sure. Yeah, if I lost $5,400, I would be having a panic attack. Absolutely, I wouldn't know. I mean, that's more money than I'm going to see in the next X amount of months, for sure. So, yeah, that's crazy. Just a lot of money there, and just very nice of Ninja to come in clutch with it for his buddy Average Jonas. Yeah, no. Staying on that subject of Twitch, um, there are some... Just DMCA issues going around where um, they're kind of claiming where a lot of companies are claiming videos that have used their songs on them. And uh, a lot of streamers just choosing to delete a bunch of clips and like years and years worth of them, whether it be CSGO clips or Valorant clips or League clips. And so it's just, it's very difficult to watch that happen as well as guys like Hiko and, you know, your guys like Scream and who think some other EU and uh, Gen G players I saw on Twitter deleting all of their clips. Very yeah. unfortunate to see. It's rough to see, and, you know, I hate to see it. And we saw this with YouTube years ago where... Yeah, we did. You know, Call of Duty montage clips would be playing a 
popular song and then get a DMCA strike, and you're just like, oh, man. That's kind of rough, right? Yeah, so, I mean, I can't... I want to side with the streamers, but they had to see this coming. Yeah, because, I mean, it's happened... It's happened in the past, and I mean, the more popular things like this get, the more that these music companies are going to see and not want other people to be profiting off of, well, it may not be off of their music, profiting with their music being a part of it. Yeah, like I said, I I hate to not side with the streamers, but there is royalty-free music. There is. I mean, there's a there's plenty of musicians out there as well. That would be happy to just let them use their music. Not even royalty-free, but just, you know, some local bands, more indie bands and stuff like that. I think we're going to see a lot of indie bands and SoundCloud rappers just get their music featured on a lot more clips and things like that. Hopefully. I mean, that's mutually beneficial to everyone involved. To both parties. Like I said, a couple... Yeah, one of my favorite bands out there, I think they're based out of Canada, uh, Good Kid is an indie band, and... um. There's a Fortnite streamer, I don't remember his name, that uses their music, but they're absolutely grateful that he uses it. So, I mean, things like that, where, yeah, bands bands can definitely use the help, and I think, like, it'd, it'd be great to see Twitch streamers start using more indie or SoundCloud rapper music during their streams or for their clip videos. Do you want to talk about Summit 1G? Summit 1G? Yeah. <laughs> Man, vowing to never use the stinger again. Uh, a gun that is very near and dear to my heart as uh, it was one of my favorites in the beginning of my playing Valorant. It's just that after three shots the the, the stinger just doesn't do what he doesn't do what he wants. Yeah. Uh, the the stinger is one of those love hate relationships. You either love it or you hate it. Now, in this specific scenario, I believe the score was like eleven to three. And his mm-hmm. team was losing. They had no econ. They were kind of dead to rights. So he just bought a stinger. And it's one of those situations. That's not what the stinger is for. That's... No, I think the stinger is a perfect gun to use if you are in this. If you're in the situation where you need to run and gun, right? If if yeah. like you need to get close, but you also need to have a gun that's just spewing out bullets. It's a, it's a good gun to get close with. And I mean, it does have that benefited ADS with the burst fire, very similar to the Bulldog as well. Yeah, I mean, ideally, in an ideal match, if I'm going to use the Stinger, I'm using it round two or three, not round 15. Yeah, so that's exactly. Ideally. Like, it's, it's, it's definitely like that round two Spectre, or just save the 600 and go round two Stinger instead. Yeah, it's, <clears throat> it's not meant for a end game scenario it's more no absolutely i'm not sure why he used it in that situation but like i said their econ was just tanked which you know at that point i would have saved the round before rather than be forced to buy a stinger and i mean econ tanked rounds i even i prefer to buy a a um i would have bought a sheriff yeah i'll buy a sheriff before i buy a stinger on the norm there are situations in which you buy the stinger and i don't think you're gonna want to ever have a stinger when you're facing against assault rifles. If if you're going to be playing against assault rifles, the cheapest gun that you can buy to hopefully maybe get that lucky first shot off with is going to be a sheriff. Those are the yeah. one tap the head from quite a far distance. And if not, it'll be two taps. Otherwise, I mean, yeah, I think he should have bought a sheriff. Definitely don't 
call the stinger off. I really like it for round two situations when you're just trying to shove it down there. Like when you like that second round where you get the first round win, everybody still has their guns. You need to get ready to tank their economy. Just spend the thousand and buy a better gun than hopefully they're going to have. Yeah. But let's get off of Twitch talk and let's go to Valorant dev talk where they are going to be working on, as they said, filthy Smurfs in Valorant. <laughs> um, and you know how I feel about our lovely friends, the little blue people, the Smurfs. Smurf boys, absolutely. Yes. They, I definitely know that you're not a big fan of them. Yes. Yeah, um, so and Valor- rightfully so. It's definitely a hard time playing games with people are just, that are just that much better than you. And honestly, playing games with people that are way, way, way higher than your skill level doesn't help you get any better. It so really does That's why I don't like boosting and I don't like Smurfs. Exactly. Um, but so the devs recently talked about how they already have implemented ways to help weed out Smurf accounts, and they're going to continue to improve upon that, which you know I think the community as a whole, especially in low elos, has been saying, hey, you guys need to deal with this. And so it's well, yeah, there's so many see. like bronze, iron, and even silver players who are just sitting here getting crushed and like, and like a solid forty to fifty percent of their games when they don't need to be getting crushed in these games. These games that they could be ranking up in, but instead guys come down from gold or higher and just crush them. And that's, I, it's just not fair to guys that are almost there on the cusp and just getting smurfed instead. Yeah, and so they said that they're going to continue to work on it. Um, the system in place currently, if you're doing disproportionately well, like um, in theory, it's an iron lobby, uh-huh. a 40 bomb, and the next guy has five. And, you I know, think that'll, sh- lower than that. that'll shoot you up pretty that's quick, I think. How the system works now is that's going to uh, place currently. It'll help and putting you in more difficult lobbies uh-huh. since you're playing at a different level. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's exactly how it should be. Um, and I think that they're, I think they said something about they possibly intensifying that as well. Whereas like, you might not necessarily have to do as good, but you definitely have to be doing obviously better than the rest to be getting put in higher lobbies like that. That being said, do you are there any other things that you think that they're going to do eventually to stop the smurfing issue? No, what they could do, I know Apex Legends, I know I talk about Apex Legends a lot, but in Apex, if you're caught cheating, which smurfing isn't technically cheating. Yeah. Dirty tactic. But in Apex Legends, if you're caught cheating, you get a hardware ban. Now I don't see how they would do that with Valorant. I think but, hardware banning could be a little easier just because of how they already have um they have Vanguard right there. So it, it could be just as easy for them to put hardware ban on the on the it device, could right? Be. It could be, but you know, I don't know if they would want to go that far. And I mean I've said this a hundred times in games. This is a free to play game. You know, it's going to happen. Yeah, it's definitely hard to stop smurfing in a free-to-play game just like this. Like, either you hardware ban it, or you make it not free to... Or you make people pay, like, 15 to $30 for the game. Which, I mean... Which they definitely don't want to do. They're not going to do it with League. They're definitely not going to do it here. Yeah. 
But so that's the Smurfs for now. We'll see what happens. And, you know, uh, you and I were talking before the show. We've been seeing less potential Smurfs in our matches. So that's good to see. It's an improvement. But let's get into some esports news. We do have just a little bit. Um, I do want to open with just a little bit of Cloud9 news. I am a, I'm quite the Cloud9 fanboy. And um, they have just signed their third professional team, I believe, for Valorant, consisting of all female pro Valorant roster. Originally, like originally called Magical, now they are all going to be part of Cloud9 White. Very cool, and it is going to be awesome because they are also going to be playing in the Valorant First Strike tournament, which I believe qualifiers start tomorrow. They do start tomorrow, so everybody is, tune in. It is very exciting to see that as well as just to be able to see just all these girls just being able to play with the boys and hopefully just kick some ass. Yes, I am very excited to see this team formed. Uh, When they were under Magical, they did place fifth in a smaller tournament in the summer in last month, I believe, in September. Yeah, it was just a little bit ago. So I'm very excited to see what they can do. And this is very, I think this is very big for the esports community. This obviously isn't the first female team ever. But for the Valorant side of things, it is a huge step forward. Definitely a big deal, especially for such a large organization such as Cloud9 to sign them. Yep, we'll be waving that Cloud9 (laughs) flag all through this tournament. I'll keep my Cloud9 hat on the entire time. (laughs) We do have some news about another one of our favorite teams, Gen G. Absolutely. Effie's one of their players is going inactive from the main roster and is getting replaced by Sean12590. Effie's has said he will still be competing and playing Valorant, just not on the main roster of Gen G. I don't know if that's going to be he's taking a coaching role or playing on one of the other teams for Gen G, or... Exactly. He might what? just be taking a break. I'm not quite sure. Definitely interesting. Effie's being a very good player for Gen G. Um, I am curious to see where they put him, whether it be coaching, or maybe he just does play on a different team for the Gen G organization. It's puzzling. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure why he has gone inactive from that main roster. Him being one of the better players on that team, I say. Yeah, I mean, but, he just kind of tweeted out saying, hey, this is what's going on. And good luck to Sean12590. Oh, absolutely. I definitely hope to see him shine on that roster. Yep. Uh, I mean, we've got a lot of roster changes recently from Dignitas to 100 Thieves to uh, to Jinji now. Cloud9 signing two, a Korean team and then a female team. There's been a lot of esports news lately. Definitely quite a bit. Very excited, especially on the cusp of this uh, of this first strike Valorant tournament, which, like I said, starts tomorrow on October 26th. So tune into that if you guys can for some of the qualifiers on Twitch. But yes. Very excited to just have so much esports news to cover as just as the first strike tournament starts, and I'm very excited. We're not going to be covering all the qualifying matches as there are what 128. 128 just for the US side, not yeah, to I, I, the EU. 
definitely don't want to cover all of that. I don't think we're going to be able to, but maybe when we get down to like 64, 32 teams and the entire thing left, I, I'm very excited to watch every match, pay attention to all of it and cover it all for you guys. Definitely. Very excited for that later round, the, just the later rounds in the first strike tournament, but definitely going to be tuning into what I can just maybe see some of those hundred thieves games. And obviously my team, my favorite teams, whether it be cloud nine or Dignitas, very exciting. Well, I think that'll wrap up our news segment. That so does let's wrap up news. So let's let's move into cosmetics. Absolutely. Not too many new cosmetics being released since the last episode, but we have gotten to play around with some of our new cosmetics, whether it be through the new skin set or the battle pass. As yes, I am a fool and I did spend the money on the new singularity skin set. And I got to say, I'm definitely liking it a lot. That knife is just fantastic to look at. And honestly, one of my favorite skins to use now on one of my least favorite guns for a while is that Ares skin. I think I like it a lot. It looks really nice, and it almost just makes me feel like I have a purpose playing the Ares now. Awesome. I'm <laughs> glad to hear that. Uh, you know, I was the one that was like, we need finishers. We need to finish. If I'm going to spend money, I need a finisher. Got to have the finisher, right? So I bought the Phantom. Like I said, I'm piecing things together. I'm not buying whole sets unless something we're about to talk about comes out, but we'll get into that in a minute. Absolutely. So I bought the Phantom, and at first I was like, oh, this isn't as cool as the Oni, but that finisher, oh. That finisher is so good looking, right? It's just so pretty with the stars and the black hole in the middle. Yes, it's so pretty. I am so happy I bought it. That was $20 well spent. Absolutely. I almost only ever see the finisher on my Sheriff rounds, but I'm very... Just I'm always delighted to see that finisher after I finish a round. Yes. So another thing that happened recently is Valorant posted another cryptic tweet image on their Twitter. Definitely interesting what they're doing there, yeah. Asked the community to decipher it, and how it looks is we are getting the Reaver set back, which I never played in beta. I didn't get to see the Reaver in person. Well, not in person, obviously, but in game. Yeah, I've seen uh, him from, on stream plenty. Yeah. From the streams I've been watching, I was watching back then. The Reaver, scat, Reaver set is so nice, and I really do hope it's making a return. I will drop the whole money on that You'll set. You'll drop the whole money on him? Now, yes. I like them a lot, but I just feel like Valorant, since that those skins coming out, I feel like personally that they've made better skins for me, whether it be that my Soccer no Vandal, or even that green and pink version of the Ego Vandal. Just there, are, I feel like they've made better skins since. But a lot of people definitely missing those Reaver skins. Mind you, I do hope that we get the um those like Jade Dragon skins that we had a while ago. I don't remember what they were called. Um, I think they were called Imperium. Imperium Imperial, I believe so. Whatever they were called. I definitely hope that we do get to see those come back because I really liked that classic from what I've seen. As well as the knife was pretty neat as well. So definitely hoping that with the return of the Reaver, we also see a return of the Imperium skins. But I think the Reaver being the more popular skins, a lot of people are definitely going to be happy to see those come back. So before we leave Cosmetics Corner, we saw this with Icebox, and I believe we might have seen it with Sky too. But with this uh, potential Reaver leak, do you like how they're getting the communities involved with Attention. these tweets? 
Absolutely. Uh, I really do like it when um when like game companies and things like that use Twitter and just like get people involved and it's like, hey, figure this out, you know, and you'll get like a you'll know something. Yeah. It is definitely cool to see. They make it they made it a little easy with the Reaver tweet just because of the color scheme and everything. Mind you, as soon as I see these, I just go directly to the comments section and I see who who has gotten it the most. And then I'll be like, Yeah, there you go. I think I know what this is now. I do the same thing. But I definitely James. like I I definitely like it when they use Twitter to get it done. Like it's it's very very cool, just solid way of marketing. And it's very it's very it's very hard to keep your players like engaged. But I think Twitter's a very good way to do it and I like how they're doing that. Yes, I'm but, very excited to see them not only listening to the community with various patches they've made, such as uh the smurfing issue, but getting them involved with what's coming. Trying to just tease a little. It's very good to see. Absolutely. And uh, one last thing before we leave the cosmetics corner and just go into some final thoughts before we end this. We did get a new battle pass and we finally got to see all these new skins, whether it be the Surge skins, that yes, we can finally use our Radiantite on battle pass skins, as well as the Serenity skin line, which I just think is gorgeous. Um, I just wanted to see, like, what were your, what were some of your thoughts on some of the certain skins, and do you have any favorites from this battle pass? Um, I'm really liking the Serenity set. That's nice, and I, that Ruin Dagger that we talked about. Oh, it looks so episode. good. Uh, I can't wait to be done with it. Yeah, it's gonna, it's had... gonna take me a little bit since I don't get to play that much, but it looks so good, and I'm so excited to put that in like my knife lineup. Yeah, you know, I've been off for a week, so I've been really grinding out some Valorant, and then in two weeks, I'm going to have another week off, so I'm going to be playing a lot of Valorant. Hopefully, I'll be done. Hopefully, you're going to get that knife as soon as possible, and yeah, we can just look at it forever. Yes. But yeah, no, definitely love that new knife. Those Ruin skins, that Ruin Vandal looks so good. It does. But for me, it's the Serenity Ghost and Serenity Phantom just both look so good. <clears throat> that green with like the gold on it that like that jade with the gold is so nice and it's just they look like guns so i definitely like skins that make guns look like guns still without very happy to see very happy to see but so, i think we're gonna move on from the uh, cosmetics corner unless you had anything else to say about it Dave. uh nothing about cosmetics corner but i just want to ask you before we go and play some more valorant how are you liking <laughs> the new season um well, so far, I think we're only like less than halfway through it. And honestly, most of the additions to the new season haven't even come yet, whether it be with the new Agent Sky and Icebox entering competitive, because I'm going to be honest, that's that's my favorite way to play. I just I have such a competitive nature to me. I just won't play, play too much unrated. And when I do, I play like a little doofus and I just hop around and I don't care about the game as much as I should. Agreed. So definitely Icebox getting added to competitive this next week here is definitely going to change how I feel about the the season. But it, I'm definitely enjoying this season. As always, I love this game. It's probably one of my favorites I've ever played. But I'm definitely inter- I'm, I'm interested to see what my answer is going to be after I see Icebox and Sky enter the competitive like format of this game. But so far, definitely liking it. I love the new Battle Pass, and I'm having a blast just grinding it out with you and all the rest of our friends. All right. Well, I think that'll summarize this episode. James, do you have anything else you want to add? I don't believe so. Just before we go, I do want to remind everybody, please go follow us on Twitter at underscore at matchpoint underscore V. 
just tweet at us anything that you'd like to hear about in this in these episodes whether it be things like signings that maybe we miss or just things about your own personal play that we can talk about on this and we might even feature your tweets on our episodes it'd be great to see so please like i said just go follow us on matchpoint underscore v on twitter so that we can interact with you a little bit here better but i think that's all we've got time for so i think we're gonna let you go thank you guys very much for listening to another episode of the matchpoint valorant podcast and have great games everybody